Well, we can't throw a garden party without you, so we thank you so much for coming. Yeah, Jesus. So this is our maybe 36th time playing in New York City. And maybe I... And I think it's the 10th the time in this building. And, um, and but our first time since you made it a little bit nicer and it sounds better and it looks better and it just feels better. Either that or you're better than the crowds were five, eight years ago. All of those things put together. So here with this uh, garden party and being in New York City, you kind of never know what's going to happen. And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience featuring... Mr. Stone Gossett. Fucking camera in the truck. Welcome to Live on Four Legs, the definitive live Pearl Jam podcast. Randy Sobel here. I will get to my co-host in just a second, but I have a couple of things that I want to get out of the way before we get into our final MSG episode in this series. It's taken us a whole year to get here, and we're finally up to the last one. So this should be very exciting, and this should be uh, an interesting show, to say the least, uh, to finish off the MSG series. But uh, a couple of things to address right off the top. First of all, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, Maurice from the Pearl Jam Holland Group and Zeta, who is from Amsterdam, and, uh, you know, just personally, personally uh, they were able to help me acquire tickets for that second night in Amsterdam, so look, they they were really good about it, and they, you know, face value and everything like that, uh, you know, so, sometimes uh, this community really pulls through for people, and, and they're awesome, and, and, you know, if you happen to miss out on any of the shows, like, just, just know that there are people that'll pull through for you, and they'll help you out, and, uh, you know, I thankfully was able to fall into a position where, you know, people were good enough to, to hook me up and, and, um, my wife and I are going to Amsterdam in the summer. So hopefully we will see you all there. Hopefully we're going to be doing a lot of really cool stuff like pre-parties and, you know, get togethers and meetups and all that stuff. So keep on the lookout for that. We're not going to announce anything yet. We're still going to work on all the details and then we'll let you know as soon as possible. So, a couple other things that we got on our plate today. Patreon, always available. Uh, on Monday, we released our episode for Wash, so that's there. It's a brand new episode. It's probably the last Evolution episode that we'll do for 2019, and then in 2020, we'll start to get into the Bridge School shows. So if you want to come over to Patreon and be a subscriber 
and be a listener on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com slash live on four legs, and you get all access to all of our exclusive episodes, including the Evolution series that has already been out, the uh, a couple of the earlier episodes that we did last year that are still there, like New Year's Eve 92, and Storytellers, there's a few of those there, but uh, also you get some outtakes from the regular shows as well that are really good and have really good and fun conversations too. So along along with the exclusive episodes, you also get an opportunity to either join the show or choose a show for us to cover on an episode. So that's what you get. It's all with $1 donations. It's really simple. It's easy to do. It's $1 a month. That's all you need to commit to. And uh, you get a real lot of stuff. And, you know, the more people that we get in this, the more that we'll be compelled to do for the future. So... And a quick shout-out to two of our newest patrons for this week, Paul Marinick and Jed Garfunkel. Thank you both for uh, signing up to Patreon, and hopefully you both enjoy all of our new exclusive episodes. So if you want to be like Paul and Jed, head on over to patreon.com slash live on four legs and subscribe. If you have not voted in our poll for Show of the Decade, head on over to our social media pages. There, I swear there are links all over the place. You can find them easily. Head on over, vote for your top 10. Make sure you pick your top 10. If, if you need to go to the link, bit.ly slash pjdecade. It's on, again, all of our social media pages. You'll be able to find it. Hurry up and vote. We only have a couple of days left until that is out. So that's underway. Also, big announcement. We're doing, for the first time ever... Next Tuesday on our Facebook page, we are doing Pearl Jam Jeopardy. What's Pearl Jam Jeopardy, you say? Well, it's Jeopardy, essentially, with a little less of the, you know, intricacies that Jeopardy has, but we'll we'll do, I'll put up a live stream, and I'll... I'll go through category by category from, you know, easiest to hardest and, you know, whoever buzzes in and answers correctly, you'll get a couple of chances to answer, you know, you get points for it and we'll get down to a final Jeopardy and, you know, the winner will receive a nice little prize package, including a Stickman ornament and some uh, 2018 tour merch, as well as a live on four legs piece of apparel. So we got some really cool things that are available for you. It's going to be next Tuesday, the 17th at 9 p.m. Eastern. So you're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It might be a shit show, but... Uh, Head on, on over to our Facebook page at 9 Eastern on the dot, and we get to do a little bit of Pearl Jam Jeopardy, so it should be exciting. Without further ado, I introduce everybody to our co-host today. It is Chris Buckley. Hello, sir. Welcome to the final MSG show of the year. Hello. It's uh, great to be here. I always love these MSG shows, so this is a... Uh... An in, in interesting way uh, to round out, uh, what is it, 10 we said, 10 episodes? Uh, 10, the yeah. MSG series. Last January. That, yeah, so this is, um, it, it, we'll dive into it. It's an interesting show. Um, there's a lot of uh, comparisons we're going to make to uh, night one from May 1st to May 2nd of 2016 at the Garden, and uh, uh, we were both at both of these shows. And, right. Um, yeah, so it's 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 it was interesting to listen back and, and kind of, revisit and put myself back in the moment uh so to speak and and really try to go back to that point in time and and remember everything about uh these two nights and especially the second night i don't know why i just feel like the second night maybe because i was a little bit closer like my seats were 
a bit better than the um the first night i i guess it just kind of stands out in my mind a little bit more um i was up on the bridge uh, i think it's the chase bridge at the garden uh behind the stage the first night and then the second night i was in not the floor but like the lower bowl opposite the stage so like on the other side you know so facing the stage um but it was such a great view, you know. I, I feel like the way that the garden is laid out and, right. and the way that the seats are arranged. I've sat there before too. It's you're yeah. right. You get like a full if it was a hockey game, arena. the seats would be incredible. Like oh, of if course. that can kind of put it in perspective, um, you'd be all. I was almost behind one of where the goals would be, so kind of like in the corner, um, looking at the stage. So that was really exciting to be able to have this kind of view of the entire band. Uh, the entire night to, you know, look left to right and, and just to have such a great angle on them compared to the night before where it was really hard to, you know, kind of look through the things on the stage to look at some of the guys and you couldn't really see their faces the whole time. You had to look at the screen a lot, a lot of them um, show and everything to kind of get a, a good feel for what was going on. So um, I think that combined with some of the moments, you know, the songs that we'll get into, I, I think made this a little bit more impactful for me this i think the second night compared to the first night now it is a shorter show um they only played 31 songs here uh, compared to uh 35 the night before even you know you take that into consideration i feel like when the first night was over i remember being at the pre-party um, I went both, uh, the pre-party for both shows, but after the, you know, before the second show, everyone was talking about the night before, obviously, as people will do. And everyone was just ranting and raving about the first night, right? So how can they top that? And I, even, I, I remember you know, agreeing and being like, you know, how could they ever top that? Um, it really was an incredible show. And I feel like maybe when we did our recording of the show, um, on this podcast, we maybe were a little bit harsh. I, I think a lot of that stems I, from the fi- no, but let, hold on, hold yeah, on. No, a lot I, of it stems from the fact that there's a, a, too many similarities to the second night. So, kind of what you're getting here is the first night with a lot of the same songs, but the ones that are different are what make this show a little bit more enjoyable. I think so. I guess what I'm saying is, while the first night was really, really good. And it's a great boot and it's, you know, strong performance, but it ha- it's so hit heavy. You know, there's really nothing that makes you go like, wow, okay. You know, this this was this was really interesting that they did this outside of maybe like release being played seventh, like we right. said last why, time. Getting, why getting do I want to buy this again. Right, like what, what sets know. this apart? You know, I, I and I think t- to sum up what makes the first night what it is for better or for worse is the fact that you said one of your top three moments was what the feedback in the beginning of go to open the show right <laughs> yeah exactly so if that's one that's of your cool favorite moment. you know if that's your top three but it is it, it definitely is and i love it but if that's one of your top three moments is it as good as maybe we well, thought at the I think, moment i think there are specific shows that have you know that are built for moments, and and the problem is it's Madison Square Garden where they've had nothing but just major major moments in right. their shows. So when you and our in, expectations were sky high, sky high coming these, yeah. coming off of the last, you know, if if you want to say the Brooklyn shows, then then yeah, but coming off the last MSG shows, 
out of this world. It, it, it was in 2010, incredible. It, it had been six years. Our favorite show. The Philly, the Philly show beforehand had ten, and everything in 2016 was working out really well for them. They were killing it, and expectations were incredibly high. But um, it doesn't mean necessarily it's a bad show if it doesn't have moments that you can think of that are set in stone in your mind. It just means like, right. yeah, the performance was really great and you just don't want to, you just exactly. want to separate that from, you know, the moment. So it was the, yeah, I would just say just to finish, I would say that show was, was great in the more in the performance than the set list. If yeah. that makes sense. You know, there wasn't a million moments like with the 52110 show where it's like, oh, and then they played this and then they played this and pulled that out. And, right. You know, this B-side. And th- it, There's going to be like none that. of that during the no, show. No, yeah. there wasn't. And neither was the second night for the most part. There's a couple little moments here and there that were very, very cool that I, I still listen to all the time. You know, some of my go-to performances of songs that we'll talk about. But um, it was just... I don't know. It's it, I, I I just I don't know the atmosphere and there was a there's a certain stretch of songs here that really they I mean they're just on fire and um I think one of the common threads for the entire show is that you can really divide everything into sections which doesn't always happen with two major exceptions um that again we'll talk about but there's just so many these like little runs of songs that go together like the way that Ed constructed the set list and i don't know if he had any you know changes as as they were going and and taking things out or adding things but there's a very very clear for the most part like vibe to the song where the it's like an ebbs and flows where um you know they start out hot and then they kind of slow down a little bit and it's just it's just a very interestingly constructed set again not in deep cuts while there are a few it's just the way that it's arranged, I think, is a little bit different than maybe you'd get in a standard set. If that yeah, makes sense. yeah. And also, I mean, like a lot of what's going to come from some of the critiquing of the set is, is going to be from stemming from the night uh, the night before. So it, it like right. if you can separate the two shows, do it. But it's almost impossible. It's hard. To do that. It's very it hard. It really is. So, you know, a lot of my. I want to say disappointment. Uh, You know, there are some very special, you know, there are more moment moment kind of things from this show, but it's not, you know, there's some things that it's still when you're in the crowd and, and you were there both nights, you're saying really like, this is just kind of feels like a retread. They're not a band that does retreads from night in night out. So, uh, you know, we'll get into all that. One of the expectations I just want to bring up, uh, you know, Matt, it, it, there was going to be a chance that Matt joined this episode uh, to to talk about the show. And obviously everybody knows his busy schedule. I won't get into that, but um, uh, we couldn't make it happen. And I went to the show with him. And one of the things that we said beforehand where our expectations were, uh, he said, do you know what today's date is? And I didn't think I knew what what it was, and he said, "This is ten years to the day that Avocado came out." Of course, of course, Matt's going to know that because he's Avocado obsessed. So he recognized that date because of the Irving Plaza show where the release show happened, the date that the album came out, and he was there. And with 
thought maybe there's a chance that they can pull out some deep cuts and you know obviously he's he's thinking of a certain large body of water that they can possibly <laughs> play um and and with all the album shows that happened beforehand it wasn't out of the question that they were saving something big for night two so we kind of hyped ourselves up into thinking this is a huge possibility. What if, you know, 10 years later, you know, in the same city that they performed to, to bring in the new album, uh, what if they, they, they did the full album? And unfortunately we did not get a single song from the entire either night, either, either night. night. Yeah. Which not is even, right. Ridiculous. I, the like, band how is, is impossible. The band is usually more cognizant about these things and, and history. And maybe they just, it wasn't a big deal to them. Maybe they just weren't feeling it at the time. And they played a, a couple avocado and somebody told them, Hey, it's the 10 year anniversary. And they were like, ah, you know what? We played severed hand and, and life wasted a couple and nights ago. We don't want correct to correct me if I'm wrong. There's also no binaural at all. There, there's not any binaural in the show. No, even just more. And, and there's only what one riot act song, which is the, the rarity yeah. yep. for the show. Yeah. So, I mean, they're really, really sticking to the hits. Only one new code in this too. In this yeah. too. This so is a the, ten. This is ten and lightning. Ten versus Vitalogy, lightning bolt, heavy. Yeah, those yeah. four major. Ma- like there's nothing. I mean, even yield. All right, a little bit of yield, I suppose. But the hits. Yeah, it's right, and there's a lot of covers in the show too. So why don't we? Uh, why don't we dive into yeah, it? Yeah, let's and, do it. Uh, really, to start off, here's. Look, I'm never going to complain about kicking off a show with Corduroy. It's like the absolute worst complaint that you can have. Oh my god, they they opened with Corduroy. How how awful, how horrible. <laughs> but I think we we brought it up in the last episode was that, you know, they tried to sort of try and recreate some of their best MSG moments in the last show yeah. and they, and they do it again in this show. And one of them that you really can't recreate is the corduroy opener from 2010. Yeah. And Eddie tries to really, yeah, isn't he doing, saying the same I thing? Can you know, it, I can, can feel, feel it, it, you know? Right. So I think there's something to be said for, like you said, the band being cognizant of things like this, you know, recognizing that that was such an incredibly impactful, profound moment for the fan base, especially the, you know, the local New York fan base and, people that were at that show and listened to that bootleg, especially people like us. Um, I can appreciate that. And I also feel like, okay, well, a show is a show. Like he's going to construct a set list you know, for whatever. Also, he's feeling. this was and, night one. This was played number three. Right. So already we're off to a repeat from, yeah. from the first night. So uh, yes, it's corduroy and, and you know, never complain about corduroy in a set. It's always it's always good, but like when you're kicking off the show with something that you just saw less than 24 hours ago, you're kind of thinking to yourself like I'm not as hyped for this as I thought I would be. Yeah, in a, it's, in a sense, it's especially it's just a, it's just a yeah, it's a weird decision. Like how about a little wash or yeah. something, you know, or a long road. Or something, but I, sure. you know what? Whatever. That, that's just we're all just spe- we're speculating at that. The point is, the first five songs. A, there's no talking. He doesn't stop. So I'm just gonna tell. I'm just gonna go through the songs. Corduroy, Mind Your Manners, Once Animal, Given to Fly. So clearly coming out, guns a blazing. Pretty much, you know, this is this is a high energy first five uh, out of the gate. Um, 
Given a Fly is, play fi- is played fifth for the second show. Yeah, again, that was they a played little it fifth frustrating to me. Yeah. Yeah. Mind Your Manners is second again. So three of the first five songs are repeats. Right. All right. And so what are we me, doing here? Like, yeah. Like what, is, like, what is he doing? It's, you know? it's, a, it's a little frustrating, and I know that Mind Your Manners was in the two-hole almost every single show, so you can kind of predict and see where that's coming right. from. But We, can, we like, can accept that, I guess. If they played Given to Fly later in the set, I would have been all right with it, but it's way too similar at this point. I, I know it was Go, Mind Your Manners, Corduroy, Hell, Hell, then Given, Given to, to Fly. fly yeah. And yep. this is Once an Animal. And Once is not one of those sh- songs that I hear early in the show. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, Once, kick this off. Like, I'm just like, all right, cool. Like, this I'd is probably take a Y go over Once early in the show. 100%. Absolutely like would, that. too. I love Animal. I, you know, no complaints. Yeah, Animal I don't have a problem with. I, you know, but I think it's just, it's a little bit of a strange construction that you don't, usually hear once in, in that spot, so you're a little bit thrown off right away. Um, right. One of the things that I did like just about this section, um, one of the songs, uh, in Mind Your Manners, they actually... It's pretty good. Yeah, this is a really good version of Mind Your Manners. To, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to make the same point. It's funny you said that. So you hear the, the siren stuff at the end, right? Like they're doing that... You hear that? You heard that part in the end? That, like... That was awesome. justice to the song with this performance it was very strong eddie nails as i've said a million times on the show i always listen for his screams you know i'll I'll, I'll, i put a lot of stock in his screams and if he can hit the notes and this is a perfect example where it can make or break you know the 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 performance for me if if he can hit that final scream you know living in hell at the end really if he hits that it it can really make me it'll turn me on to a certain performance of the song or turn me off from it right um he really nails so many times now that yeah it's you have to be picky with it almost and exactly it's always played in very similar spots you know we've had the same album the last six years so it's almost every single show since 2013 I wouldn't even be surprised if we've heard it every single show we've been to since hearing it in 2013. It's always good to, you know, throw in a a little bit of a curveball to the song, and this was a really strong version of Minor Manners, and that, that to me, was what stood out really early on. Yeah. Um, all right, so here's a big moment pretty yep. early in this show, and this is sort of where you get the sense of, like, okay, I see what they're doing, and I see that... They're coming out with the big guns really early, and and you're sort of thinking that if they're doing this six song in, bringing uh, bringing up Rick Nielsen and Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick to play Surrender six song in, this is not the last big moment of the night. It's not, and you one would uh, be led to believe that it wouldn't be, and it would turn out that it was not the uh, the only uh, other big moment of the night. And I love this cover. Uh, yeah. It's a it's solid song as it is, you know, in the the original version. 
they it's so good singing at the end you know we're all all right yeah we're all all right and you have having a blast you know playing with his heroes and everything and eddie nails it the vocal part sounds really really good it's a tight performance they probably ran it what earlier in the day a couple times so, yeah. together with them just to yeah. get, just to get it down and no problem with this i love it very cool moment cool to get it early too not see it's cool right, you know like they, they could have saved out- it yeah, yeah, when they bring out guests, sometimes it's usually in the in the encores, and you know, I exactly. think back to the last time they brought out a guest in Madison Square Garden was probably Ace Freely, and that was what like an encore two. They did Black Diamond, so mm-hmm. to get this early on, you're thinking to yourself like, this is some special shit. Like, what what do you got for us? I was I was pumped at this point. I, I was bringing on anything you got. I, I was I was ready for it. Yeah, it was a really, this, really awesome performance. It was. This was, a, and it's a perfect divider. So from the first five, like we said, they come out really hot, very high energy, fast pace. This is, you know, it's in the similar vein. I would say it's in the same uh, kind of vibe as but the first I, five. I, I think first because five. I think because the guys are with them. If right. they just played Surrender on its own, it would just be like... It wouldn't have the same right, meaning. It, it yeah. would be weird, but I think just the feel of the room at the time was, okay, everybody knows that something special is going on, so we're going to kind of you know turn it up a little bit, and we're going to go all out for this. Yeah, and they had just been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and you know they're taking pictures together, like Tom Peterson's taking a picture with Eddie and everything. So it's it's yeah, a cool, makes, fun moment. He makes a joke. This is he said something about like Tom Peterson's first time using an iPhone or something. Yeah, right? he's been around a while, but he knows how to use an iPhone. You know, I'm a little surprised <laughs> or something like that. So it's pretty funny, and and I feel like it's a very it's a cool pivot here to get us into the next batch of songs. Like I said, it's this is kind of how the whole show is constructed. So you go this from is... surrender into the sing-along portion. It's like the sing-along slash man trilogy section here. So we go elderly woman, nothing man, leather man, better man. This is really interesting because, you know, on one hand, we can say that two of these four songs are repeats from the night before, and they are. And, like, there's no getting around that. But also, the way that elderly woman and nothing man flow together is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... You're singing along, and then like you're almost you're you're assuming that the next one is going to be a rocker, so you kind of get into that phase. But you're still in it, it's just got like this this glow to it where you're you're continuing to sing, and and like there's so much vibrant happiness from the crowd that they got two 
like high strung songs that you kind of need a Leatherman afterwards to sort of get them back down to, to earth a little bit. So here's my take. Uh, yes to the repeat aspect um, with Elderly Woman and Better Man. Nothing Man, great song. I don't know what it is about Nothing Man. It seems like Eddie nails the performance every single time. It, with it Nothing does. Man. It's, yeah. it's like the rare vocal performance for him where no matter where it is in the set, like what venue, like it just doesn't matter. Like I feel like every time I listen to Nothing Man, he nails it live. I don't know what it is. It's and just it's one a- of these songs where he's just really, he's just able to handle it no matter how his voice feels, I guess, even though it isn't that easy to sing. It's not. Really? Yeah. It's, I mean, there's a lot of belting going amazing. on and yeah, so that's great. Um, Leatherman is one of the worst, Leather, Leatherman is one of the worst songs in the Pearl Jam catalog. So let me just put that out that's, there. That's a, that's an interesting hot take. I don't, yeah. I don't, love or hate Leatherman. I think it's just kind of there. Uh, it's fine. It's brutal. I, <laughs> I very rarely will give you a hot take when it comes to them where I'm like, okay, this song is trash. The, I'm not going to call it trash. It. I'm not going to call it trash, but it's, it's, it's sitting next to the garbage can. It's, wow. it's, it's close. So what would you consider to be the worst? Oof. I'd have to. I mean, Olay's pretty bad. Uh, Olay, Olay is pretty much the consensus worst. Um, I if if I never had to hear Last Kiss again, I'd be fine. Yeah, I know. Which again is not their song, but you know what I'm saying, right? Um, that's a whole discussion for another day. But yeah, um, it's just cool. It's still cool that. to get the Man trilogy. Yeah, it's not one that really you hear it before. You don't. You're not clamoring for it again. So right. Uh, it's uh, really just a transition into Better Man for, for yeah. this instance. And, the, and that would be my only other uh, note for this, uh, rounding out the first ten songs here. You get a, a really solid Save It For Later tag in a Better full Man. Save it for later. Yeah, really, like the full thing, really good. Um, Eddie having a lot of fun, so that was, that was good stuff. No, and we mentioned this is, that. Yeah, this to is each fantastic. Other, where right. you know maybe another moment of trying to recapture that glorious moment in time, but n- not gonna. Nothing will ever be that that first Better Man from 2010. But 
this is solid, very, very solid. It's yep. it's it's not too far behind. Yep. And here, um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Going into the next batch, so you get better man. Batch. This is this is like song number ten, number nine, or number ten. It's ten. It's ten. Better man is usually what late in the late in the first set or in an encore, and you sort of get this idea. And this is what's very tricky about this set right now. You're sort of kind of confused as to where you are. It sort of feels like you've been there a long time since you're getting better man mid set. But again, you're kind of like, okay, well, we're still waiting on even flow. We're still waiting on early set kind of uh, construction here. So when you get better man into, into garden and then you go into even flow and sirens, uh, it, it just feels it feels like it's longer than it should be. If you know what I mean, yeah. But even I, though time-wise, it completely isn't. Sure, it, it is odd that, but it has to do with the trilogy. He's only, they're only playing in here because they're choosing to do the trilogy here, you right? Know? But I, I'm curious as to why they would choose to do it there and not later in the first set. Yeah, maybe why like to like tour like fourteen, like so they play seventeen songs, so maybe in the first set, so maybe like fourteen through sixteen. Perhaps or like twelve through fourteen, something right. like that. Do it Just after a little bit Jeremy. Later. Yeah, do it yeah. after Jeremy and then Leash well, Revolution. It's not. Yeah, I mean, it's that's that's just an observation. I don't think it's it's not a positive or negative thing. It's just no. you know us talking about it. But yeah, um, this next do. batch here is real. This is this is the highlight of the show to me. Um, Garden. This is my first time getting Garden here, so this is great. Love this. Garden is one of my favorite songs. Hearing it in the Garden is makes it even better so we go garden even flow sirens deep jeremy leash evolution so that's 11 through 17 to close out the set so a couple quick notes here so like i said garden number one getting that's my premiere there even flow whatever it's it's you know i, I i'm not even gonna waste any time talking about even flow it's, it's just it is what it is for some people they if love it i love hearing mccready sure that but it's also like in this stretch here of all the 10 songs you know so we already had once uh third so now we go garden even flow deep and jeremy so you get four more songs from 10 and then leash for verses evolution is yield and then you know you get the random lightning bolt sirens cut in there so very, very uh, 90s heavy here. Before I talk about Sirens, I'm going to go out of order here, but Deep, it's, and I said this to you before, for the modern era of the band, you know, I'm, you know, whatever, post like 2012, you know, 2013 on, I guess, it's like, I, I, that's kind of how I think of it. This is like the, the pristine performance of Deep, where his voice sounds really, really strong. I feel like in the beginning of the show, it took Eddie a little bit of time to really get going, even though Mind Your Matters was very strong. He kind of was a little weak from, like, once through Given a Fly. Um, by this point, he is killing it. Like, he, his voice is is ready to go. Whatever shakiness he had in the beginning has worn off. And the screams, just everything about this performance of Deep is so good. Oh, yeah.
place, wrong time for me. And we've done a lot of really early versions of Deep lately where it's the classic version of Deep where he's really – he's belting into the mic. He's getting angry. He's getting – you know. Well, are we talking like old shows though? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I've listened to a lot of those versions. So it's hard when I'm comparing them. I'm like, oh, you, know it's him, you can't. It just doesn't have that firepower. But that's, that's what it's suffering from. For me, it's not but like it's, see that's it's but that's bad. what I'm saying. That's that like that's my point though. So I'm totally with you. Where I love those old versions where he's screaming and Dave on the drums and the whole thing. Like I totally get you. But my point being, for what they are now, this is really good. Like you have to appreciate. Like if you appreciate those old versions and you've listened to newer versions where you say, eh, all right, that wasn't so great. Right. I could take it or leave it. Like eh, all right, you know, let's 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 skip that. This is really good. Like, I wouldn't skip this if you like those old, old versions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you there. Like, yeah. I, I don't think, you know, when I see Deep in a 2016 set list, I kind of think uh, that's really unique. It's kind of rare, and I kind of want to listen to it anyway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, it just kind of falls in this trap of, like, we've covered really, like, classic versions of this in the last few few weeks or so sure. and a little you know, spoiled with that yeah essentially so but yeah. yeah if this is a if this is a highlight for you i'm not gonna i'm not it definitely is yeah it, it definitely was for me um and then the only uh leash is also my debut so that's cool i like yeah. leash i don't like the way they play it now i think the the beginning is very awkward um yeah the way they, I, they kick into the, the song thing. is very weird i it's it's just how they play it now i don't it, it's just awkward to my ear. I, I didn't it just like the sound, sound of Jeff's right. bass in this song. Yeah, it's, it was it was okay. It's, it's it's okay. It's not bad. I know he's using the twelve string, but yeah, I don't know if he typically uses a twelve string for the song. But it just right. kind of I don't know. It sounded junky. It sounded kind of rickety. I, there was something there was something off with it. And obviously, Leash again, kind of in the same boat as Deep, where earlier versions are going to be way better. And, and I can't you can't compare and contrast because Lucky Face is no. It's it's not even in the ballpark of what they used to do, but. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I, it just I, I I thought that this was a weird sounding version. But what I will say about Leash is that they almost never in this day and age play it in the first set. Yes, they'll usually play it in maybe even the second encore, like sure twenty seven, twenty eight kind of area. Yep, yep. So That's, it, I did not think about that, but that is very cool, true. Cool little spot there. I think we need to address the elephant in the room, though. Well, hold uh, on. We're going to get to it. Hold on. Okay. And okay. then Evolution closes out the first set. Uh, a little bit of trying to remake that magic again. You know, this is a song. Right. You know, this is where we get the stage moving. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, all right. All right. We get it. Right. Um, so that's cool. But yeah, so it was a solid performance. Um, so in the 13 hole, Sirens. So they dedicate this to. What oh, Sirens is your elephant in the room. Oh, it wasn't yours? No. Oh. No. Jeremy was mine. Oh, wow. Why? Because when do you get back-to-back Jeremy's in the same arena? Oh, oh yeah. All right. Almost never happens. Same, like we were saying before, just about the same exact spot. This was, uh, prior night was 14, and here it's 15. Further so, testament to our point that they are very much in the same vicinity with these song choices. Yeah, I don't know whether it is whether it's you know they're thinking to themselves it really worked last night let's do it again, or I 
I don't know. I, I want, I personally, when I'm there, I want more variety from them, and I don't want to hear Jeremy two nights in a row. You don't want to hear the hits like those, like Jeremy daughter. You don't want them two nights in a row because it just feels standard and flat a little bit. But it, it just a lot of this really mirrored what they did the first night for me, and and right. that all kind of stems from the Jeremy placement. Okay, that's a, that's. I have no no problem with that observation and end point. Uh, it's true. We've you know said it a million times over how similar the two shows were. That I didn't even think about that. Um, you know, having it back to back. But yeah, further testament to what we were saying. But for the sirens thing, he what? So they dedicate it to uh, a, like a, a soldier, yeah, who had, a soldier had been killed or something. Yeah, twenty three year old. Yeah. Yeah, so that was nice of them to do that, to, you know, shed some light on that situation. Now, the thing is that it's awkward here. It's tuned down. So Sirens, just by its nature, is a very – while it's sad in lyrical content, it is a very poppy, happy-ish sounding song. In a way, especially, which ironically, this performance is—it's like very almost religious. It's like it does have a spiritual, spiritual. That's that's the word I'm looking for. Spiritual. Thank you. stretch of songs i think this is kind of the spot that sirens was used for in that 2013 2016 time I, I think right but i'm talking more of a song sure but i'm talking more like like literally the sound of the song when it's tuned down it's not as high you know it's lower right. it's a little more melancholy and and like it just doesn't have that same pop high-end vibe that the original recording does but so you, so it gives it a different feel when you throw it in the middle of this stretch of songs, eleven through seventeen, that are for the most part pretty raw and heavy, yeah. loud songs. This is an acoustic based song. It's a pop right. song. So, so you, are you saying because you mentioned before all the '90s songs that were part of this late part of the right. city? You just saying it just kind of it sticks out like a sore thumb almost. It, it sticks out like a sore thumb, but not. It's like it works better. See, it's, I'm 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 
I'm torn because I love the way <laughs> I love the way that it's originally played. I like it in the standard tuning. I like it how it sounds. Now, if you had done this in say like let's just for argument's sake say they played it like you know after surrender and then like they played elderly woman nothing man leather man better man like okay it's just like they just did a cover and now they're gonna play sirens and then they're gonna go into the sing-along part whatever like and they, but but keep in mind that it's tuned down it wouldn't work it wouldn't work yeah you no, can't I, have I, it tuned I down this worked I, like i was okay with the placement for this that's I what i'm no saying that's yeah, what i'm trying to say it's like the <laughs> fact so the even though i don't like the fact that it's tuned down it makes me happier that they did do it tuned down because it was played where it was does right. that make sense it does make sense the one the one issue that i had with the song is that i think that there was a major missed opportunity with it I was really expecting that there to be that extended ah. Uh, uh, there was oh, not really. Well it, well, it wasn't where they cut out. Yeah, it wasn't right. where they cut out and did it like almost a cappella or, or with just like one guitar. But right. Eddie does a really, really good vocal run at the end here. I feel, I feel like that is usually standard for what they do at the mm, end, and then they kind of end, end on the not sting. that high, not that high. Okay, because he, I, he really goes up. Maybe that's what I was, I was trying to think of because. I, I they were almost sucking me into thinking that more of that was coming and it just sort of abruptly ended and I, I thought that they were gonna you know lose the drums and it was just gonna be yeah. Ed and Mike. I guess That's it's just I, I guess my my main point is it while it, it, for the song as it is like standing alone, I would never ever want it tuned down. it listening back, it's so much more pleasing to my ear. That they tuned down here, right? To do this, right. all right. That's we kind of jumbled. Set. Yeah. yeah, we kind of jumbled around. That was a little weird, but um, you know, it, it happens sometimes. Uh, we're at the first encore now, and this is kind of appropriate that we're getting this song this week because this week was the anniversary of the death of John Lennon, and right. uh, we get first song in. It's it's you've got to hide your love away, and this as is solo. The Ed Solo, this is a fantastic version. It is. And it's a campfire the in the garden. Yeah, campfire in the garden. You can't go wrong. I should not even try. I can never win. Oh, here in MCM in the state I'm in. Oh, I could said to me, love will find a way, oh gather round all you clowns, let me hear you say, oh hey, you've got to hide your love, oh that sounds great, oh Campfire in the garden. Oh no! Hey! The crowd is really into this. If I remember correctly, for some reason, I I feel like I remember the house lights being up more than usual at the show. I don't know why. Yeah, that now that you say it, that does kind of. I feel like, especially this part. Right, like, the, like have, when they came I out and sat down and they played these songs here, like the, as they will when they come out for the first encore. It seemed really bright. Yeah, I the same thing going through my head. The the visual memory I have of at least this song 
is that it was it felt like the house lights were on and i think yeah. later on in the set maybe in the second or first encore late late in it somewhere uh the lights flicker on and off at some point and i mm. and you can't really tell when you're listening the crowd did react to it but um i want to hear the lights prob- yeah I, well the crowd reacted to the lights you could hear the crowd, but uh, you know when you were there, at least. Uh, but I don't. I don't. Was know, this your know personal was. debut for this? For you've got to hide your love away. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I me too. So. And yeah. same for the next one, which is like really one of the one of their more underrated songs. I really believe that. Yeah. Um, All or none, this baby. Was, this was the only original debut that I got from either of these MSG shows. And this was mine as well. Yeah. Well, this is another one for me. Um, yeah. Only this, this was only the 15th time they'd ever played it and they've right. only played it two more times since. And one of those times of the 15 was, was in the garden that was back in 03. So right. it's kind of, it, it's, it's cool. And, and really it's what it is here. It's a platform for Mike. At the end. melter unbelievable it is really good that's one of the highlights of the show probably yeah. his solo that i mean the, the whole thing ed almost messes up the lyrics in this um in the be the middle of the verse like the first or second verse he starts to go high for a second there and then realizes that right. he has, he's messing up and corrects himself but to- i mean mike there oh my god he's he's got that's two a true showcase in this too yeah yeah that's a true mccready mcmelty showcase on right. full display Right. They're really, really good stuff. And then one of the more bizarre choices of the entire night. This is weird. All right. So here's my analogy that I always make. I would just take it out. Be- but see, it's another I- dedication. Yeah, right. So it, it is a it's, little what, weird. Thomas Young, right? It is a Thomas Young dedication, right. So, all right. So the song is Pendulum, which obviously anybody that's listening knows is the opener for almost every single show in 2013, almost every single show that it's appeared on, it's open for. So you get it in the encore, and my analogy that I always make with it is you get a pack of baseball cards, and it's 10 cards, and they promise you, hey, you get one rare card in the pack, but you get 10 packs of cards, and in your 10 packs, four of those 10, you get the same rare card right that's what pendulum is sure does that make sense to you yeah definitely it just it feels like in a spot where you're expecting 
big time rare stuff, fatal and other side. Yep. And, you know, I, obviously I'm going on a major limb there, you know, maybe a, a step fur- further down is, is a thumbing my way or something like that. Yeah. But pendulum is something everybody that's been to a show in the last five years ha- has gotten. And it just feels like it's a little, you know, and that's very nitpicky. It's, on it's a major, wise, no, but, it's a major wasted opportunity. Yeah. It really, really is. Now, listen, I understand he's dedicating it and everything, whatever. Maybe there's a reason that he they picked this song to to dedicate to him. Maybe not, but strictly from a, a set list construction perspective and a putting the the two nights in perspective as well, where I would say all or none is probably the deepest cut that we oh, got is. of both nights, which Outside is saying something. Now, listen, I mean, it is a deep cut, yeah. but it's not a popular, even by deep cut standards. I'm not, I don't know if it's really that popular. I know a couple you know? people that are chasing it, but it's no, not. I, I mean, right. I really it's, like it, but it's not, it's not like fatal. a white whale or something like that. It's not you dirty know? Frank. It's not, right. um, you know, it's this not so easily that like just in this exact spot, after you had Eddie solo, you get a nice, rarity with all or none you're in the garden you got a chance to really put something like mind-blowing here where like they this is the perfect perfect slot because after this the next four songs to close out the first encore are all back to standing up and and doing their thing so we're moving away after this from the sit down you know like taking a rest part of the first encore that they always do and it's just whatever like you know i hate being the one to be like all you know, pissing and moaning about the the set and whatever. But looking back on it, especially it, like as we're having this discussion, I'm really like understanding and realizing how much of a missed opportunity this was because it, it was, I like Pendulum. Yeah. Like it's fine, it's fine. Like I, I it it's the second show in a row too where they put one of the openers like in the middle of the set. Right. Where like we had released seventh in the first night, and all of a sudden now we have Pendulum twentieth in the show. It but doesn't it, make sense. It's just. Listen, I'm all for them doing things that are out of the ordinary and trying to mix it up and, and do something a little quirky and weird, but not a song from the latest album, man. Right. Come on. Pick, right. pick, give me something weird. How about like a Parachutes here? Parachutes would have been great. A Thin You know, air. another acoustic song. Thin Air. F- Fatal is my choice sure. for this. I, I, listen, I, I, I love Fatal, and I would love to have gotten it here, but – if we're if we're gonna be picky and say, oh, well, give us something other than Pendulum, any of those songs we just said would have sufficed. Around the bend, around the bend, yeah. There's like, so many. There's, there's so many answers. You know, yeah. it, it, we could go on and on, but something of the of this ilk where they can sit down and play it, and it's acoustic it's, based. It's Madison Square Garden. You want your crowd to react. Give us something a little out of left field. You know what yeah. I mean? Look, I'm I'm with you all the way here. You know, everybody's gotten pendulum at this point. It's just it it's it's done. It's fried a little bit. Yeah, it's different getting it in the encore, but when you're at MSG and your expectations are sky high, you really you know it, that's sort of a letdown when yeah. when you hear it. So last four of this encore, you get present tense, uh, which I suck. I didn't really remember present tense from the show at all. I don't know. It was why. good. Solid, yeah, it, fine, but I'm just embarrassed yeah. by that fact. It's that a I don't it's a good it. song to get them to stand back up, you know, to, to get yeah. off, to get out of the chairs and where it still kind of has the it, to start out. It's very slow, so it's not such a jolt back forward. Right, uh, I like kind of like a good segue. Yeah, it's a good segue song where it starts out slow and then speeds up, and it's a lot of 
a lot of singing along with the crowd and he really lets the crowd sing a lot over these next like three to four songs. Um, so yeah, present tense breath, state of love and trust and porch. So breath of state of love and trust back to back. Love that breath was really cool getting to see it again after they played it. Um, you know, MSG night two in 2010, my first show seeing them play it here again was a very cool experience and they sounded pretty good. As always, Ed completely butchers the lyrics in the beginning of the song. He always mixes up the verses, never gets it right, whatever. I've come to accept it. It is what it is. It still sounded really good. I always love Mike Solo in Breath as well. And State, I love – this, this is more of like – This the, was a ridiculously the, fast version of State. Yeah, and, and that's, that's really what I was going to get at, but I was going to try to take the more positive route first before I criticized it. <laughs> Um, in that I really just love Breath and State back to back. You know, oh, yeah. those are like the two single, the single songs, songs. Yeah. you know, to get them back to back. So that's really cool. It's just so freaking fast. I Do can't you know take it. It's just, it, dude, it's too fast now. Yeah. These I mean, we, we, we criticize Evenflow for being too fast, but at least we know there's going to be like a five minute solo at the end where we know we're going to need more time to, you know, right. they need more time to let Mike solo state of love and trust like, is just, an just exercise too fast, it's, man. It's seven minute abs. Why even bother? Three minute abs. What, don't even bother playing it. Well, I like, think they're playing it because they know that breath state of love and trust back to back. Sure. And, and it's, cool, and fans so. love the song. And, and like, I love it. Like in the moment, I'm not going to, you know, be upset. Like, Oh man, they're playing state. Like, cool. But <laughs> listening back to it, it's like, Oh, Jesus. Like, All right, you ready Matt, for some slow trivia? Slow down. Do you, do you want to do some trivia here? Hit me. All right. Can you guess how many shows there have been where both songs have been played? Not back-to-back, just played. In the same show. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Breath's only been played 86 times. State's been played 390. Uh, I don't know, five? Uh, well, where both songs have been played, 42. Okay. So it's half, half of Breath's life apparently how many times have they been played back to back like this hmm 10 16 wow yeah, yeah. so it's rare so lot, that's cool yeah a lot more than i thought but yeah so you get you the know, man and, trilogy and this pairing which is nice yeah yeah it's again things that are kind of unexpected and honestly i don't think i realized the pairing for what it was when I was at the show, it wasn't until after that I'm like, really? Breath and State of Love and Trust? Back yeah, a lot of the attraction with this show is is really the construction of the set list. And I'll, I've said it a million times, but right. it's true. That's where a lot of you're like, oh, that's cool. That's, uh, that's a nice little pairing there. Huh. Right. So, and then... Um, Riffy Porch. Yeah, you, we can, we can, we, I don't know, I, I have nothing <laughs> to say about that trash all right, Trash I'm not. Way sh- I'm not porch. sure if this was if this was the the song that the house lights flickered on and off for. It might be. I can't remember. Well, probably because they played it for the back. The next, we're going to the second encore here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Last yeah. kiss. Just whatever. I, yeah. They pl- so this okay. Remember in the first episode, I said, all right, they're playing for the back, and my my thing when I'm at the show is. God damn it, they're gonna play Last Kiss, aren't they? They're gonna play Last yeah. Kiss. And they played Elderly And they already Woman. played Elderly Woman, so you know you're right. getting Last Kiss. Yep. Exactly. So and and uh there was a kid next to us and during Ed's whole political speech, I think he gets into a political speech a little bit later. Uh, yeah, I think it's right after Last Kiss. Uh, this kid was just screaming at the top of his lungs, Ted Cruz for president, Ted Cruz. And I just wanted to punch him. Just wanted to punch him and knock his lights out. And the kind of kid looked like a punchable face. And he was like, 
Last Kiss was his favorite song of all time. Like, this is how this kid was singing this song. And Matt and I are sitting there like, man, we just both hate it. So That's pretty funny. Yeah, but I, this was the first time I've gotten it since my first ever show, and, and it's I've only heard it twice. This so is all, the only time that, I've ever heard it. Yeah, so at yeah. least we got to check it off the list, whatever. That's funny. Right, considering that, like, I'm not, you know, I don't think if I hear it on the European tour – one of those shows, I don't think I'll be that like crazy angry about it. Like I was sure in the past. So I, you know, and they don't, they don't really do it that often anyway. So it's a nice little treat, I suppose, but Definitely. this is in this spot where Ed goes off a little bit about politics. It's really, it's old news. It's not, you it's know, not, honestly, nothing even worth getting into. Right. He talks it's about not. Bernie Sanders. He talks about this and that, and we all know what happened and, and really it's, it's on to 2020. So, uh, and they get into a song, another ultra rare moment here. Yeah, this is cool. This is, uh, driven to tears by the police. And it's the first time in 171 shows that they've yep. done it. They haven't played it again since. Only haven't the played it again time. since. No, but you get middle of this. He comes you out. Get, he does come out, and it's not like you know. There's no introduction. It's not like Cheap Trick, where, which is awesome. Yeah, it, it completely catches yeah, you off. Guard. Totally blindsided everybody and he there. Sort of sneaks his way in on stage, mm-hmm. and you're like. What the fuck is that sting? I, yep. I see that 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 sort of that patchy bald spot that he has, that <laughs> that hair. Like that's gotta be Sting. And Matt and I were both like, whoa, what is Sting doing on stage right now? How can you say that you're not responsible? What does it have to do with me? What is my reaction? What should it be? Confronted by this latest atrocity Driven to tears Driven to tears Driven to tears Had my face in the hand Papers in my throat My comfortable existence is reduced to a comes in he does his part and he's he nails every note yeah he sounds great. terrific sounds terrific but he walks off stage to no fanfare he like walks off stage they don't you know they, they never even acknowledge him. him nope they he lets them finish the song they they don't hug or anything like that nope it's just like almost hey, I'm like here. he was never there right hey i'm out of here <laughs> right it's, oh so uh that was basically a sting hologram Pretty much. Like, Was he even there? <laughs> That's for the Life on Four Legs mystery machine to determine. <laughs> we'll have to sample some DNA or something like yeah. that. Yeah, so <laughs> this and uh, All or None would be, you know, your two ultra rarities yeah. for 
for the guard as far as the garden shows are concerned, these two in twenty sixteen. So this was good right. stuff. Yeah, it's really you cool. You can tell you can tell how much Ed loved this performance and definitely and he just couldn't say enough good things about Sting afterwards. He said, My favorite bassist, my favorite activist, and you know, this is what we were saying before with, with Cheap Trick. If Cheap Trick is coming out, you know, twenty minutes into the set, something big is happening later and you don't really get too much bigger than Sting. No. Maybe like Paul McCartney or and I'm I'm thinking of just on the level of people that have joined Pearl Jam, Paul McCartney's not even in there. Like Neil Young would be mm-hmm. the only one that would be bigger than Sting, I would think. Uh Mick Jagger. The Rolling okay, Stones. Sure, Jagger. But again, he's, he's up same, there. No, he's he's category. This is legit. This is a really big uh appearance. This is no right. joke. This is this is really interesting, cool stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. Mind, mind-blowing moment, but uh, I hate... What a weird turnaround here. Yeah, I and this goes back to all the songs that were played in the exact same spots the night prior. And I really hate that I was just... They couldn't take a high and ride you off with that high and do something like... I, I don't want to even say rare. I want to say fresh because lightning bolt here in this spot is not fresh at this time. What's a song that you can think of that would go right here that would continue to bring up the energy? Oh, man. Um, are you saying that you have a specific song in mind? I, I don't. I'm trying to figure you're it just, out. You're just, yeah, you're just posing the question. Yeah. Uh, how about a rearview mirror? Oh, Perfect. That's you know. Did they play Rearview Mirror the night before? I think they did. I right? think they did, but you know, you're talking about. So I totally get what you're saying. Question, well, all right. So then, if you want to take out Rearview Mirror out, um, it's got to be somewhat hitty. You know, right? Like, that's spin the black circle. How about that? Sure, sure. That big, big moment. Yeah, yeah that that, that could fit here. You know, it's short. Like they're at the end of the show. They're not right, going to play a crazy long song. I mean, listen. If it's me, if I'm making speed. it. If I'm making the set, it's blood. But if that's he my has taste. vocal right. s- space for blood. That exactly. would be perfect. But you know, blood is not on every set list that, for that's... for good reason. Right, right. But to get two nights in a row for for lightning bolt in a, a second encore, that's that's really you're you're pulling out. Uh, I don't know the pick your most common baseball player card to. Uh, to pull out of a pack. You know, the most like random ass player, I feel like if you got his card, you would get like hundreds of his card. Uh, you know, back in the day, uh, like, you know, over 15 years ago now, Miguel Cairo. Yes. Like that. Yes. That's what this oh my is. God. That is such a, a good Miguel example. Cairo card. That is like, a Miguel Cairo like, card. <laughs> what the f- Nobody, f- who owns a Miguel Cairo jersey? Who like, whoever goes to a game and been like, oh, Miguel Cairo, really Miguel solid Cairo. player. No, he's just kind of just there and, and takes up space. That's sort of what Lightning Bolt does here. Um, That's funny. And it's, honestly, the ending of this set. It's pretty, pretty blah. Yeah, it's, it, I didn't want to say it sucks because the songs are good. Like it's. I mean, Sonic Reducer's fine. I don't know. I'm kind of like. I feel like I'm forcing myself to say that I love Sonic Reducer the way it's played now. If I say, you know, if I say right. it, because I don't think I do. I don't. I like it. You know, I. It's just. It's generic. All it is. I just. The choices you know, I are feel generic. like I've listened to the Orpheum version with Mark Arm a million times, and right. that's the version in my head where I think of, like, when I think Sonic Reducer, that's what I think of. Sure. 
and it's so hard to compare to that performance because it's so old and their voices are in such perfect shape and it's just such a classic moment that anything else is just never going to compare. The one, the one sonic reducer that stands out to me is PJ 20. That's the one that stands out to me out of all the ones that I've, I've is that where they all came out? Yeah. At the end where, yeah, there was a bunch of them, right? Yeah. I believe it either closed one of the encores or, well, I will tell you it was with Mark arm. September 4th, the second night. There you go. Uh, anytime that Mark Arm is in the building, they're playing Sonic Reducer well, then, or Kick Out the Jams. Yeah, well, then they also played it at Safeco with uh, Kim right. Thale and Steve right. Turner, too. Right. Those are big moments. But, yeah. like, I, I have no problem with it here. It just feels like just shake it up a little bit. Just, you know, it, it's the bread and butter is not necessarily – yeah, it works from a standpoint, but you kind of – the whole show is a little bit of bread and butter. So – when you see the ending and how they end, it's kind of like they sort of napped through writing the set list. Yeah. And did it without, you know, cognitively thinking, so to speak. Right. So, alive Baba Ledbetter. It's, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's bread and butter. It's actually it's the first just, time I got Baba. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. I waited about 10 shows to get it, too. It, I don't know why. It's, yeah. It just seems strange, but. Um, the one moment that I can sort of poke out from, from this ending here is where, uh, you hear during Baba, he, he says in the microphone, he must be giving out tambourines or something. And, and he says, Oh yeah. Yeah. When Eddie does shit like that, he calls yeah. people out for being assholes all the time. It's, it's it's awesome. But, oh, and uh, random other thoughts, speaking of him interacting with the audience that we completely forgot to mention. Yeah, uh, Kid sang on a song, Even right? Flow. No, he Even let the flow. guy in the front row sing Even Flow, the, uh, the right. last chorus, and it was really bad. <laughs> yup. <laughs> That's the only way I, I remembered that that happened, because I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, did they have somebody come up? No. He gave he gave the microphone up. That's right. Yeah. And yeah, the... I mean, the kid probably had a blast. It was probably oh, yeah, a cool moment, but yeah, once in a lifetime opportunity, but, um, yeah, go get some singing lessons, kid. Uh, uh, all right. Top three moments from this show. I know we got a lot, but, um, I'm going to say all or none is definitely there. Uh, surrender is there and I'm going to have to go deep, man. You love that. I love that version of deep. That it is really, really good. Um, yeah. Honorable mention: getting Garden also for the first time personally, and getting it in the Garden. I that's like the most. I have two really visual memories of the show. One would be getting Garden. I think the lights turn green. Yeah, you know, like a garden. I remember that? Um, that was really cool. And the other was I remember when Breath when they kicked into Breath. Like turning around and looking around and everybody and like there was these people in the row behind me that like I was kind of like singing with and like I was with one of my buddies and we were just kind of like talking to them throughout the show and like just like kind of singing, you know, if I knew where it was, like singing that with everybody in real time was really cool, really, yeah. really cool because you were in the same spot that I was in for the first 
2010 show. Okay. And I feel like I had a lot of those similar moments during yeah. once everybody pumping their fist during elderly woman seeing everybody singing. Yeah. And, because and when you, cause when you sit it. there, right. And like, you can literally like physically look around, like turn around and right. look at the you arena. Every single and, person. Exactly. It's like, wow, is this what they feel like? It's like, you feel like them sure. to a certain degree. And the only other time I really ever had an experience like that, it was actually in the same building. I saw Queens of the Stone Age there in 2017, and I was on the floor, like right, like it was GA. I was right in the middle of uh, all the, you know, the standing room in front of the stage, and I remember just like turning around and like looking at everybody in the stands. It's like it's wild. It's yeah. total. It's it's like nothing you'll you will ever experience, you know, unless you're a rock star, you know, and you're playing an arena like that. You right. will never experience anything like that in your life, or unless you're the, like an athlete, you know, playing. And in the an arena. experience, it, you you sort of fall into this moment where the experience is bigger than what you're experiencing. Exactly, and that and it's it like even transcends as much as we say this all the time. Like it's a religious experience to see Pearl Jam live. It's it could be any band, any big band. You know, it's just like being in that moment with all these people singing the same songs and. Just being able to have that vantage point and like look around and see these people singing with you, looking at the stage with you, it's 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 crazy. It's awesome. Yeah. That's why I love live music. It's the best. Yeah, I can't 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 disagree with you any further, and that's why I uh, I'm spending all this money to travel to Amsterdam to to go see them. There you I, go. I couldn't I couldn't hold off any longer. So uh, all right, I'll do my top three real quick. Uh, three, you've got to hide your love away. Just a beautiful crowd sing along yeah. and. Eddie didn't really mention this before, but sometimes when Ed gets solo like that, he has a tendency to, you know, get playful and just sort of, I don't want to say fuck up, but like he misses a note or something. Yeah, it's a little sloppy. Yeah, he hits, he hits everything here and and almost, you're almost watching out for it and you're listening to it like, okay, when, when in the bridge is he going to slip up a little bit, but kind of like the end the night before. Right, but he doesn't, and he nails everything, and it just feels like yep. the atmosphere it feels like a big party, and, and with the lights and everything like that, big moment for sure. Uh, number two, you know, this wasn't 2010 by any stretch, but uh, bet, this Better Man was really, really good to me. Um, the Save yeah. for Later tag uh, to actually get the actual song in there was fantastic, and there was just some – Good feel of energy from the band at, the, at that moment that you're capping off this little section. You know what's going on. You know it's the man trio. And it's uh, – it definitely – it was much better than the better man from the night before. And I, I wasn't definitely. listening to the boot like I wasn't going in expecting that at all. Uh, number one, staying driven to tears. You're never getting that again. And if you are, you're no, not definitely not. It. All right. Why don't we rate it? What would I rate it? Uh, I wish I remembered what I said the first night was. I feel like you I said, said it was maybe like a eight? seven or a seven and a half or an eight or something I like that. I think you said right? eight. I said seven. To me, this show is. I might just call better. it an eight, too. This one really? is better. You said this one is better? I said this isn't better. Is not, oh, you like night one better? I think from a performance standpoint, and like you put the shows. They're two completely different shows, but I think you got to sort of almost take the moments out of them, like the surrender and and uh, uh, driven to tears moments. I'm gonna go eight. I'm going eight. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's the same as the first night. I, I like. 
it's tough. It's tough. This is a weird, like, it's so many hits. Like, I feel like I'm rating it, like, it's not even, like, close to the same scale as 52110. You know, like, no. it's like, it's like the bar is so much lower for these two shows just by right. the, like, because we're comparing these two and, like, in the context of the garden and everything like that. So, if I gave an eight to night one, I'm going to have to, it's, it's either a seven and a half or an eight for this one too. Like, I'm not going to say that it's that much worse or that much better because the moments that were different from the first night are really cool. Like the covers with the guests and then getting garden, uh, deep is like one of like one of my all time favorite performances of deep. Like I, right. You know, all or none. It, it, it's, have, you know, that kind of pushes it a little, it gives it that extra push compared to the first night so seven and a half to eight whatever somewhere somewhere in there i don't know you asked me then and i don't know i was so like disappointed by just both days and and you know going back to being the spoiled brat and thinking like oh i didn't get you know i haven't heard these songs yet and i heard everything from night one and and what about avocado they could play all of avocado and they didn't hit that expectation i thought the big moments were pretty big and really good i i loved seeing cheap trick and i thought that was big and obviously sting was big too um i don't know I, I guess I have to give it the same thing that I gave it the last show. I guess I have to give it a seven because I can't for the life of me tell whether or not this was a better show than the other. And really, maybe both of them should be sixes to me because I gave a show that in retrospect could be better, uh, a lower number. But I don't know. I don't I don't want to play that game. So I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll take I'll take the easy route and I'll just say seven. OK, this is it's not. That's fine. For any stretch of bad show, but look, if had they have not made some of those repeats, I would have given it a lot higher, I think. Okay. So Fair enough. Yeah. That that's it. That's it. The garden's the garden over. Is done. Unless they play in the garden in twenty twenty. Yeah. Fall. We we have covered everything except for the one little performance that Ed and Mike had at uh Yeah, Masters, Masters of War, which is <laughs> arguably I, just as good as any, any performance that they have ever had together. Right. Uh, yeah. No, it's, and especially it's in the garden for sure. Right. But great stuff. Um, we, I mean, hopefully we we'll be like adding a, to this in the fall of 2020. I think we will be, uh, I don't know. I don't know any rumors. I can't spoil we'll any see. rumors because we'll I don't have anything. So time you know. will tell. Um, since we're kind of in post uh, post memoriam for our MSG series here, do you have like a very favorite moment that we've talked about from the, the ten episodes that we've done? Oh man, it would have to be something from you know my first show, which yeah. was you know May twenty first two thousand and ten. I don't know, man. There's so many different that moments whole, in that whole that show, whole just the whole show from 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 beginning to end. Uh, just. If you want to hear me gush all about it, you know, you, everyone can go back and listen to it. But I, I just the whole think show. that's the best episode we've ever done on the show. Yeah, it, it's if it, for good reason. It, yeah, it's I mean, it's an amazing show, first off. But both of us could I think we said it afterwards. We could have talked about it casually at a bar and, and it would have lasted the same amount of time. Uh, yep. But yeah, no, that that show is amazing. I mean, like my my first show was in 2008 like that there were some awesome moments from that show uh 2003 
the Live at the Garden DVD, Evolution, and and Ben Harper, like Breath from 1998. You got so many big moments. Maybe we'll do a Patreon special where we kind MSG of MSG highlights. Yeah, MSG highlights, like an MSG clip show. Because I know, I know it's a little tough to go through the archives and be like, oh, I want to listen to this and that. You you know, you want to catch up to what's going on now. So, and I know a lot, a lot of new listeners aren't necessarily going back and listening to the the really old stuff and it's it is old stuff at this point but um you know it, it is available for you so maybe maybe that's something we do over christmas break i'll just throw together a little msg clip show for everybody cool to enjoy so um all right that wraps things up again if you want to head over to our patreon account and subscribe and become a patron we have our new wash episode that's out head on over there donate to the show and you get all the exclusives that we put out the bridge schools are coming out next year as well as uh you get to pick your own show you get the opportunity to give us a show that you went to or even a show that you just like on bootleg just for us to cover so you know all that is a really good deal for just you know putting in pitching in a little bit of your donation uh it is greatly appreciated and a lot of it is going into stuff that we're going to be doing for the european tour too so uh really excited for that and go and vote find the links on uh on the social media pages go and vote for the show of the decade uh next week unfortunately we will not have you next week uh sorry to hear that but we are going to have a really fun episode. This is sort of like our season finale, I guess, of 2020. Next week is not a, a show show. It's um, We're doing something different. We're doing a set list draft where there will be four of us in the same show going over and picking songs one by one. So if you know fantasy football and, and baseball and, and just fantasy sports in general, you know that, okay, for your number one pick, you're picking such and such player. It's a little different in this. Our number one picks, we're not picking the best player, the best song. We're not picking, you know, rear view mirror for our number one pick. We're picking what we want to open with. So we go down the line, a full set list in order of what we want to do and we go through, I think, like 30 or 31 songs or so. And uh, it's going to be real interesting because we got four people that are very knowledgeable, that know their stuff. And uh, I think it's going to be something that you want to listen to. So check it out next week. And uh, Buckley? Yes, sir. I, I, I suppose we'll see you in 2020? Yes, you will. All Looking right. Look forward to it. Yeah, buddy. So, uh, again, thanks for everybody to for joining in on the MSG series and, and listening to all the MSG shows throughout the year. Uh, they've been really special to us, especially, you know, both of us that have been to so many uh, in the last handful and Matt, uh, who had been to so many that we talked about earlier in the year as well. So they really mean a lot to us. And, uh, you know, a lot of you have even talked to me and said that you listen to the show specifically for the msg show so thank you for that and uh we are done with full shows for 2019 that's that's kind of crazy to say so uh this may be the end we're here but not for much longer and although we may be parting ways i miss you already i miss you always thanks for sticking in with us today i have a cold buckley's not feeling well and this was uh this was we a tough one through. for us to get through. We powered through it, and bam. The show must go on. Exactly. So I thank everybody for doing that, and I thank you for joining me on the show today. And, for sure. Uh, we'll see you next year, and we'll see you next week. Later. Later.